And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, I'm back from Philly. I'm tired as hell, but I'm back. Uh, I saw a game last night that was pretty damn good. Wasn't what I was expecting, but you know, that's that's what the league is about. That's why I love covering this league, because you see stuff that's just insanely good that you're not expecting. And I saw two insanely good things last night in Philly. Our man, Sam Amick, is joining us this week, Marcus. And um, we got so much to talk about. And who better to talk about the association that we love than our man, Sam. Thank you for coming on, S.A. Gentlemen, good morning. Thank you for having me. All right. So so I know what I thought sitting there watching it. First of all, he scored the fastest 24 points in the first quarter I've ever seen. Like, I thought he had like 12 and a look up and he's got 22. <laughs> I was like, what? Wait a minute. But he scored so fast. It was like layup, layup, three-footer, layup, six-footer, layup. <laughs> you know, like, it was so damn fast. What was it like watching it? So I had to play catch up. I was at Kings Hawks, you know, just a can't miss mid January affair out in Sacramento. And, uh, but it's always fun. <laughs> Which was pretty good, by the way. It was pretty good. Was it? I mean, you know, so you saw, one clearly... of, you saw one of DeJounte's last games in, as a Hawk. Yeah. yeah. DeJounte was working, <laughs> Listen, baby. He was like, get me out of here. <laughs> no, we're going to, we're going to get to, I know not to, you know, hijack the host. Uh, you know duties here da we're gonna get to trade stuff on the back end of the pod so we'll yes. talk to you but yes. my teaser is gonna be this Dejounte murray talking to landry fields pregame i kept telling hawks people he is the most like peaceful serene dude who's on the market i've ever seen he sees landry gives him a hug and literally tells him like let's go let's get a w and he's like eye contact like ready to go like this game really really matter i've never seen a guy who we all know is going to get traded Right. be in such a good place so well that's because he doesn't i mean <laughs> i mean he doesn't want to be there the, the simple I, think it's mutual. Yeah. I won't be here yeah. get me out of here right you're getting me out of here i'm still getting paid cool right i'll be on a better this team like, in two weeks this is this is like not uh thinking about what you might get for christmas right because you don't want to you know what i'm saying like hey man i'm just gonna act like it ain't here <laughs> right. and i want to be i want to be I, I want all the joy for the moment right you know? right right right, right. <laughs> so i'm doing that thing and you guys have been there where you know there's something big happening elsewhere in the association but you're at a different game so you you actually you're not watching it you just start hearing through people like dude joel got 30 this far into the game and you're getting different updates but it was funny too because you had carl anthony towns doing his thing in that disastrous game with minnesota and charlotte so people in that arena were tracking both um when i went back and tried to play catch up and, and did dig into the highlights uh so just super fun to watch man he's playing just incredible basketball and the Wembenyama component while i know like you're going to get into da yeah, you, know, you know, Victor looked good. Victor had nothing to be ashamed it's of. Very good. But those highlights, they they look like Nerf basketball. It's like Big Brother just bouncing little brother around. And Joel, what I love is this. Uh the Sixers vibe this year, 
you know, post James Harden, Nick Nurse comes in, like I think deserving some credit for the way that he has not just decided to piggyback on Joel and just kind of yeah. ride his coattails. He has absolutely tried to fire him up. He's made sure he knew that Jokic was the best big in the game <laughs> in training camp. And then he went and did work against Nicola in Denver recently. He, uh, you know, this game, you know, that Joel sure. is looking at young fella saying, okay, I, I want the best for you, but not in my house. So yeah. just fun to watch and to read your column today and get a lot of that historical context, you know, and like you wrote, like the idea that Will Chamberlain, you know, hit 76 times is six just times. unbelievable. <laughs> he scored 70 points but, six times. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And you know that, you know, rest in peace. Well, you know that if he was here, he'd be like, well, Joel, you know, I, I did it in Philly. So you still don't have the franchise record, even though it right. was a different organization. Um, but just incredible. Also, stuff. I imagine it looked just like, it did last night. Yeah. Right. Yes. One, there's one giant guy playing against. Just knocking you know, dudes around. Yeah. Like the CYO elite team. You know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> that dude was like eight for 12 in the paint in the first like. You know, seven and I've forgotten. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at myself. But I had, I had to get home last night. It's a long, it's a two hour drive from Philly to DC. So I was like, Ooh. let me just go home and finish this when I what get home. What time did you leave, DA? Oh, okay. You wrote it. Yeah, the, I started to write. I started to write at the arena. I got about a third of the way done, and I looked, and it was midnight. And I was like, "God, damn, I got to get home, Ooh. like, because I don't want to get a hotel. Like, I, eh, who wants to do that? I didn't bring anything. Like, so, so I drove home, and I forgot how much Embiid hates Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> I forgot right. he was. Cause he's cause he kept us waiting forever. Cause he was watching the fourth quarter of the Minnesota game. <laughs> I forgot that was. Part oh, of is it. that right? The, the so he probably took great delight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so of course he was watching that. So he could, if he was still tweeting, he'd get a couple of tweets off before he met with us. So yeah, it was it was some theater, man. Because like y'all said, as great as MB was, and he was great. Weminyama, that dude was nice <laughs> again his his he's like he's like what's he's like the t what do they call it in in uh, the terminator he learns at an accelerated rate <laughs> he's just like it's unbelievable how fast he is coming to dominate games now like it's crazy how good he's become in a month it's ridiculous yeah, he's just – you could just kind of imagine, you can see it, what he's going to look like when he's got some, like, girth to him, right? right? And we put some some muscle just on KD, him. Like, just KD musculature, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, you strong. don't need him to be honest. Yeah. I mean, if he gets to be honest, like, that's ball game. Right, right, You know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right. if he's like, you can't stand in front of me while I'm coming down, like, that's – And let's that's not forget, over. I mean, Giannis was never as slight as Victor, but he was slight. But he was slight. He was yeah. slight. Yeah, he was yes, slight. yes. Yeah, if he gets the you know like core strength and yeah. base and can hold his ground better with his just skills, like look, everybody you could tell the NBA players are like, let me get mine in now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let, <laughs> right? Let, let, let right? me cook this dude now, so maybe later <laughs> there will be a little bit of intimidation factor because I'm gonna need every ounce of it when this dude is ready. And you know what, every ounce of what it. What I love about this kid already. He's not backing down one inch from what he wants to be, which is great. 
He's not trying to be good. He's not trying to be an all-star. He's trying to own this league, man. And I love that, you know, even that kind of, I don't know what I would call it, delusional greatness. But that's what you have to be in this league. You have to be delusional. Irrational you have to really confidence. think I'm the best MF in this league every night. <clears throat> Otherwise, you get cooked. You know how many dudes who ain't even close think that? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So who, was, who was that picture of? Uh, I was blanking on the shot that the other day captured Victor's size so incredibly well, where he's dunking over somebody. I'm hoping you guys can fill in the blanks for me. It was like a 6'9, six, 6'10 six, guy. And, oh, maybe and, it was a maybe it was uh, it was probably uh, what's the name Bagley in Washington. Was yes, yeah, he's six ten, six ten. Yes, and he just he looked like a child, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that stuff gets you excited uh, for what he could be. Uh, I, you know, Da, when you talk about him wanting to be great, I, I generally agree. I also have not been around him very much. Like so yeah. far. What are you seeing? Like, what form does that take? Like, why do you feel confident saying that about Because him? he is not, he doesn't, he doesn't defer. Well, he said, he said something last night that was really, I thought, interesting. Because I was, I wasn't trying to give him an out, but I was just trying to put it in some context. And so I, I asked him, I said, look, you know that there's only a couple of guys in the league that can do that to you, right? Like, like Embiid and Jokic, there's really nobody else. I mean, Giannis can score a lot of points, but not that way. You know what I mean? Like Giannis, is, it's going to be a lot of drives. It's going to be, but it's not going to be just bully ball. I'm just taking you down to the front of the rim and there's nothing you can do about it. And I said, does that make you, does it make you understand maybe how, how unique this is? And he went, well, yeah, I get that there's not a lot of great players like that in the league but I still want to beat this dude. Like we got to figure out how to beat this dude. If right. we want to be the best, we got to beat the best, like, like full blown Ric Flair. Right. Like, and that to me, was just like, and he doesn't say it with bravado. He says it very matter of factly. He says everything very matter of factly. And so you just know, knowing his, the group that he's with and the people that are, that are representing him and the stuff that they've done, dude, he's trying to take it all. He wants right. everything. Like, <laughs> He's like my man at the end of the social network. I'm not coming back for 30%. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. you know, like that's he he's trying to be the guy in this league. And I respect that because he he's got he's got the game to do that. Like, I don't know if he's gonna make it, but he's he's got a chance to make it. And that's 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 crazy good. Well, it looks like Joel is also trying to do that, right? Like he's yeah. playing in a way where, you know, perhaps watching Nikola Jokic win a championship, like hit, 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 took him to a different level or hit him differently. Right. Uh, so Sam, as the great analyzer of MVP big man, and you've, you've been down this rabbit hole a few times. Yep. Yep. Does this we, look any different to you? We have been down yeah. this rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does Joel look, does anything look different or feel different about it? Or is this just regular, Joel's dominant and we it doesn't matter until he does it in the playoffs. It makes me super happy that you're the guy asking this question because you and I have had such spirited debates about Joel versus Jokic. And 
you know, I, yes, the answer to your question is. Hey, I was on the side of Jokic, just for the record. (laughs) 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 You you switched up real quick. (laughs) It feels different. It feels like it it actually gets me excited because the truth is I voted for Giannis last year. um, And I I, I do regret now. I, I think I've just officially decided. I got to get that thing out of my head that some of us get tripped up by. Like I was a little bit guilty of the guys who have fallen short in the playoffs. I just, you don't feel as good about voting for them. Um, So like, you know, you know, Giannis was that guy until he wasn't that guy. And then with Joel. So I almost was like giving Giannis an extra, you know, point, so to speak last year, because I thought it was close. And then he's, he's a champion. Well, him winning a title isn't really supposed to matter in that vote. So I'm just being honest about that. Right. But with Joel inversely, it was a little bit of like, yeah, good year, but I'm so tired of seeing this guy like, you know, fall short when it matters. So to, to go from that, where however you slice it, I was not that excited about his, what he did last year. It was impressive, but it, it was nothing for me close to this. I, before we jumped on, I'm trying to go through his game logs and, and appreciate what he's doing and a couple things jumped off the page. Um, he has not scored fewer than 30 points since November 15th, right. which was yeah. almost two months ago. Season. No, more than two months ago. Yeah. yeah it's the only guy that is well, that's the only guy that's had a streak this long. Right. And like it, it, that was a Boston game and they obviously are bringing a lot in the front court and that was his yeah. season low of 20 points. Um, but the, the other color and context that, that I was excited to share is like, you know, if you go back to the preseason, you know, I make the choice to go chase the James Harden story in Fort Collins, uh, Sixers training camp out in Colorado. And I still think this story is a little under the radar, man. Like Nick nurse made a hell of a choice in camp when he decides, you know what, I'm going to take this team, uh, out here in the middle of Colorado, uh, where the altitude is a factor where the Nuggets are the champions. And in some form, the message was sent very directly to Joel Embiid that, you know, that, and I talked to Nick about this and he, he essentially finally copped to it that like, yes, we're in Colorado so that I can remind Joel and the, and the guys that they are not champions and that the champions are right down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it got even more direct and personal during the course of training camp. They, if you guys remember, they go to dinner with Dion and the Colorado group and and he has Deion Sanders uh host them for a dinner and in Boulder and and at this dinner and this is video that's online for all to see because Deion's got his own social media people who chronicle everything you mm-hmm. see Deion talking about how his problem with today's NBA is that guys don't take it personal guys don't take the matchups you know head on and he damn near stares right at Joel and I'm watching that nah, video he stared yeah. at him. I mean, he all he all went and put his hand on his shoulder and my like, thing I'm is like you, you cannot tell me and this is speculation <laughs> you cannot tell me that Nick Nurse wasn't giving Dion the the notes for his speech you know what oh, i mean yeah. like no, he slipped him, he slipped him a 50 afterwards nice right. job thank you <laughs> and, and guess what like hey hey Dion there's going to be like this tall seven foot <laughs> guy like, I need you to come for him. What right? if he got the wrong guy? <laughs> what if he didn't know who Joel was? I know, right? It's like, he's just going, <laughs> in, he's going after Paul Reed. Like Cork, <laughs> Cork man or somebody like that. <laughs> like, hey, Paul Reed. He's like, hey, bro, man, I'm the waiter. <laughs> no Tobias, get it no, together, every, bro. Sam, everything you said is 100% right. I think that Nick is putting it out there. I think Joel, and I, I believe this, I think starting with the game last year where he, had, he scored 47 against Denver, he – 
there are certain games he's ticking off now. He's checking off like, and last night was one of those. Like, not yet, young fella. Not yet. Not yet. Right. You know. Right. And, um, so yeah, he certainly is aware of it. And this this brings me to the thing I wanted to talk about, and this is just crazy to me, is Joel Embiid, who leads the league in scoring by a ton, who may set the all-time record for per 36. Like, he's about to break Wilt Chamberlain's per 36 record. You know what I'm saying? His usage rate, he's 38.2 usage rate. He is insanely good this year. May not me, me the, be the MVP because he may not play 65 games. Right. What are we going to do when that, when and if that happens? Like, what, what, am, I, what am I supposed to do as a voter? <laughs> I mean, you don't have a choice. Right. You know? you don't, yeah. you don't, this is you crazy. It, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the hot ex at the wedding. Like right. Well, I know I look better than the bride anyway. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like he's gonna be sitting in the back, like y'all know I was better. Oh my god. Play. Yeah. It's gonna ha- it's you eight, don't have it's a eight games, though. right? That's what we're down yeah. to. He yeah. can miss yeah. he yeah. can miss eight more or he can miss he's missed eleven already. So his max is what, seventy one? He's missed 11 games already. Right. Okay. So his max is 71. So he's got six games. Six. Of wiggle room. Jeez. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> come on. And he's adamant. And what's the... I have to be healthy for the playoffs, which I understand if I'm, if, if I'm, remind me the, uh, I wish I had this in front of me guys, but do you remember the details about that? They've got some protections against, you know, the idea that they would put him in for two minutes and bring him out. Like as far as games played, yeah. What's, isn't there a minimum for for time you got to be out there too? I'm trying to remember. I think there is, Sam. But yeah. I don't have it in front of me. Point so. being, you can't you can't take the gimmicky route. They can't. Right, they right, can't right. You them. have to actually play at some in some meaningful number number right. of minutes in a game. Um, but I mean, if the thing and this but, is where it comes down to, like his thing is, if his thing is, I got to win a championship. Yeah, that's serious to be taken seriously then he's going to rest back to backs, you know, like he is, he has to, like, I get I it. I mean, that, that becomes like what, you know, like we were talking about, like, do, did you win in a postseason? Like, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to deal with the reality that he could play 65 games, win MVP. And it's not gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change anything if he doesn't win in the playoffs. Right. So right to me, I'm curious if we're all going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe and feel like Philly's good. They're straight. Look how great Joel is. And you still got Boston and you still got Milwaukee out there. And this is going to end the same movie as always. Like, or, you know, or do, or does Philly say, Hey, we got Joel cooking, cooking, cooking. We need to make a move. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to to jump to get this thing to another level, they're in a different space just because of Maxi's emergence this year. He's so good; he's been so good. Um, but to your point, they if they're going to be Boston, they need another guy. I just think they need another guy because Boston's defense is too good. Boston's Milwaukee's vulnerable defensively; they're not that good defensively to me. Um, certainly not compared to what they were. Um, so if Philly's going to beat Boston and Milwaukee, that dame like that. they need that. another dude. They need another dame another, from Oakland. Yeah, well, you know. Watch it. You know, watch it. Watch it. I know I know what you just did there. I saw that. I'm not. Uh, we ain't hating on Dame, but Dame ain't, ain't no lockdown dude. Let's not get it twisted now. 
Man, DA's out on a limb there. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. You know, so that's why I thought Philly would be all in on it's, Siakam. It's time to play like defense? That. Is that what you're doing, Marcus? Right. It's time for somebody nah, else to play defense. Hey, y'all, y'all play D. I'm about to win this game. <laughs> I I love Dane. Everybody knows I love But, like, uh, uh, Terry Rozier ends up getting traded to the Heat. Yep. Uh, so, like, so I think Philly got to do something. Pat? I think Philly got to do something. I think they need to make one more move. I don't think they have enough yet. As good as they're playing, I don't think they have enough. Not to beat Boston four times. Or I don't know who that Milwaukee is, Milwaukee four times. I don't know who well, that is. Well, I thought is. it was Siakam. I thought That's that was the I was play. That's what I was going to say. Right. You know, that to me, that was the play. Both from Cameroon. Makes sense. Yes, yes. All checks, all boxes. Yes. Um, but, you know. They didn't get it done. Well, if they were trying to get it done, they didn't I think they done. were waiting until the summer. To be honest, they. I, I think mean, that's what keep... they wanted to do. Yes, but yeah, yeah, but I think Marcus is right. At some point, them dudes in the locker room are going to look at you like, "Yo, man, like we we pretty damn close. We just need right. somebody to put us over the top and go get go get me whoever Kyle Kuzma or whoever you know, like bring them in. We need somebody. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see what Philly does at the trade deadline. Because I know Daryl. Daryl's patient. He's going to wait it out. He's not going to rush into a deal. But you only get so many shots at this thing. And and Joel's not going to play better than he's playing this year. Like, I think we all can agree. Like, this, he can't, there's not another level for him to go to after this. This is it. Right. This is right. Pete Joel. Yeah, I, I I agree. I just I don't know. They they were gonna I think keep their powder dry, and, and the Pascal thing feels. Oh, you said you said what? Keep their powder dry. <laughs> you never heard that expression. You never heard of that, Marcus? Means wait. No, it means no. wait. That's all. Just just oh, wait. Powder. Powder. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. I'm like, is that like a powder your nose <laughs> thing? Like what? Uh, what does that mean? I don't know what yeah, that. Yeah, I'm means. dropping Sorry. cosmetology references over here. That's what I'm doing. I, I was so confused, Sam. I'm like, bro, we talked what, how many hours of our life you've never mentioned this? You're I loved it. Powder? I loved it in the chat. We got. We well, got. Maybe it was the other kind of powder, DA. Yeah. yeah right. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not trying to be on this pod and get canceled. That's not but that way right <laughs> <laughs> the chat over here dave before saving resources marcus that's how that's, dave described it I, okay. I get it once he once dave put gunpowder in the okay. chat i was like okay right. i got it but it there was some chatter from other teams that the sixers had their eye on somebody this summer and that there was kind of a quiet plan you know what i mean like something in the works and and i think it if there was I think it was Siakam, you know, and, and, and then when they get to Indy, when Pascal gets there and immediately, <clears throat> obviously he's getting indications that they're willing to give him the full boat yeah. contract wise, because, you know, his camp real quickly went from, he's going to be wide open. He's going to be a free agent to, you know, we love the Pacers type thing. Yeah. Are we good? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're good. good. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. You ever have stuff that, you know, we're only as good as what we're told at the time. And so I had, like, if anybody wanted to give me a hard time and, and do a compare and contrast, like, here's what Sam wrote last week. Here's what Sam's <laughs> writing this week. These two things are very different. You know, well, yeah. things change. No, but I love the Circle Center Mall now. Yes. Oh man, they got a stick and shake. <laughs> oh, that's all you needed to say. That's like Samuel in, in, in Pulp Fiction. That's all you needed to say. <laughs> so I don't know who that dude is, but uh, 
uh, you know, they're, they're good. But Marcus, to your question, yeah, it might the, the movie might end the same way. You know, uh, shoot, we mentioned that the last time Joel had 20 points, you know, it was against Boston. Like, they, yeah. they, they took care of him. That's so. what I need another dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they've got the personnel to to slow him down. Not stop him. Slow him down. Make him less efficient. That's all. Right. I got the guy. Who's the guy? I got the guy they could get. Who's the guy? Hear me out, Sam. Don't. Don't. Don't judge me initially. Think about it before you react. Right, I'm ready. Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> <laughs> What a good! It's like radio talent right there. You're just trying to set up a segue. Theater that I would I would pay to see that happen. That would be. I mean, it's such great theater that Adam Silver should make them. (laughs) Should force them to trade for. (laughs) Da, I hope I'm not putting you in a space you don't want to go. I'm going to try anyway, since I think we're going to talk cat a little bit. Uh, We were talking off air. Like, can you share with us a little bit of the the locker room color from last night and how? Yeah, oh yeah, no, no. It's, waiting it's, to I talk was, to Joel. I was, ang- I mean, it's not like it's no secret or anything. By like the way, that. listeners, I was late. So I was, this I was angry with myself. With you. I was angry with myself when I when I wrote when I finished the column when I sent it in because I forgot to write. Part of the reason why everything was so late last night, and we waited an hour for Embiid post game was because he was in the locker room watching the Wolves game, <laughs> watching the end of the Timberwolves game. And his arch nemesis, Carl Anthony Towns. And so the, I and so I think he took some pleasure in the fact that, that Carl scored 62 in a loss. You know what I mean? And he scored 70 in a win. So And it was like it, it wasn't just 62 in a loss either. It was like 44 in the first half. Right. I'm feeling it. Right. But we're only up by like six. Right. And second half. You know, good third quarter, but fourth quarter. Well, that, somebody mentioned I, it last night while we were waiting. Somebody was looking at the stats and they were like, wait a minute. Carl Anthony Towns has 60 points and his plus minus is two. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was two. Like, you know, oh, because God. <laughs> it was the it was the thing. I've watched this happen many times. Say, have you seen it too? Where the one guy gets hot, because like when Clay Thompson gets hot, like that's what the words do. The entire offense is thrown off the window and it becomes get that guy the ball. Get him the ball, right? Uh, but usually when that happens, you're probably up by big, you know, 25 points, or whatever. Like they were like, you know, blow for blow with <laughs> with LaMelo in there. They couldn't they couldn't shake him. They couldn't shake him. So the entire second half was like, even Ed Edwards, who like will be MVP MVP one day, is deferred. And it became the Car Anthony's house show. And I don't know that he gave it up to one player. But he gave up sixty two on the other end, so it was just like, yeah, I mean, they were it was it was unbelievable. I mean, Chris Finch, I've never seen a coach so mad. He was at a career high from his player. He was so angry. Oh, it was it was was so angry. I mean, that dude took the mic and was talking crazy about his own team after the guy scored a career high. I've never seen that. It was embarrassing. What did he say? (laughs) He said, "Yeah, embarrassing, selfish play." Like I'm trying to find it. You know what I'm saying? They, they in there. They in there signing the ball for Anthony <laughs> Towns. Like, you know what, what I'm saying? Like, this historic game, and the coaches in the podium room like this was awful. It'd be great if it'd be great if Finch when gave the the game ball to Charlotte just to prove a point. Right? I know. Right? Absolutely <laughs> disgusting performance of defense and immature basketball. Chris Finch. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I mean, it really did devolve into like some Rucker Park scene, except it wasn't that good. Like it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, there's a, you can feel it when, when a dude is hot, it's like, the other team is like, ah, oh, that's it. It's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, nah. No. <laughs> I mean, literally, they were like, nah. And again, PJ this Washington is Charlotte. Was like, rock. This is Charlotte. <laughs> this isn't the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Charlotte, was, in your wild. spot, is going, a... nah, we good. Keep scoring. We good. Guys, <laughs> what, what happened at the end? I need clarity on, because I don't want to get it wrong. Like, didn't some version of Towns getting benched happen at the end? He got benched for defense. Yeah, he got pulled. Yeah, he got pulled for defense. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. Ain't y'all got the number one defensive rating in the league with Carl Anthony Towns? Right. Huh? (laughs) It does bring up, I mean, this obviously is like a fluke situation, but one of the amazing things about the Timberwolves, right? Because they're really good. It's like Nas Reed, it's like really good player who finds himself on the bench at the end of games. Like, how many teams will just be like, yo, Nas, I got 30 a year for you right now. Right. You know and he literally, he shoots threes. He, you know, he blocks shot. Like, he's really good. And at the end of the game, just like, all right, bro, you was, that was a great three quarter. That was a great 36. He, he on, that was like, he that, on that, that 36 is fire. You on that Kaminga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, yo. He yo, just needs to go to the athletic and, and let his truth out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. Come, hey, Nas. Come on, Nas. Come on, Nas. He needs to go to John. He needs to go to Krasinski and say, yo, but, man, this is some bullshit. <laughs> it's, like, it's, one of, it's one of those things where, like, in the playoffs, it's it's probably going to be really impactful. It's going to be really helpful, right? I mean, I think you could bring Nas Reed, like, as your backup big. He's really good. Behind, He's behind really like, Cat uh, and, yeah. and Gobert. But it's like, yo, there's a lot of managing that has to happen before that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's just interesting watching them like juggle this. And I don't, you know, I do feel like Finch, like letting them know, like, hey, this ain't cool. Right. It's part of that. Like, man, this dude is out here. 
and they were feeding them. But at right. some point, it just became a circus, right. and it was like, yo, what are, what are we doing actually right now? Right. It was just wild to watch. And Mike Conley, very important point, Mike Conley did not play. Right. He so they were not organized. In a street club. They were not organized. Yeah, he was on the sky yeah. and some, uh, like, looking like a 25-year-old yeah. on the side mm-hmm. and, like, painted jeans and all right. that. I'm like, yo, Mike Conley, you should be tucking your shirt in. Young, <laughs> you know, you're OG yeah. now. Like, what you doing, man? You <laughs> to show up in a suit, on, bro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> man, no, that was crazy. That was crazy watching that. I don't know. I do. Sorry, Diego. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. I do wonder, like, you know, nobody beats Mr. Krasinski's perspective, but I've been around the Timberwolves a decent amount this year. And so to, to unpack the whole thing a little more, I do wonder, you know, Finch to this point, and I wrote this in a roundtable we did yesterday, like, I think his coach of the year case is, is largely rooted in his ability to navigate a pretty tricky locker room when you have a bunch of guys who the, the outside world has been telling you that you're on two different tracks and that some of you are disposable. And typically that, you know, that, that kind of fosters uh, negativity and, and, you know, divisiveness and they've had a good vibe and a good culture. So now you look at a game like last night where Carl, who to this point has been getting rave reviews from everybody in Minnesota for his willingness to do some of the little things, to take a back seat, to not be in his, his feelings too much and to put the ego on the side. So here he's got this night that, that in a perfect world, he gets one night to cook to be celebrated. They get the W. But instead, because he falls short, like he gets to see the other side of his coach, which is just like, dude, this is not what we're doing. And now you're going to get killed. I mean, we're on here talking tough about him. And that's the type of thing that I wonder, I have wondered for a while, like how long can they keep this kumbaya thing going you know given uh the the state of the roster this is it's a good question i think well i mean as long as they keep winning i think they'll be all right but right i keep winning you know and that's even in even though the west is somewhat i think diluted this year it's not nearly as good you know top to bottom as it's been in previous years i still think it's really hard to win a lot of games in the western conference you know even though Golden State's mediocre and the Lakers are mediocre. They still got dudes on their team that can go get 50 any night. Like you, you know got to beat them. Yeah, yeah you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, it's yeah. not like you ain't just going to walk in the chase center and beat the Warriors by 30. You know what I mean? Just, unless, unless you're the Raptors. <laughs> you're <laughs> <laughs> Some mediocre Eastern Conference right? team, you, you're good. I still <laughs> can't believe Charlotte went in them and gave them the business <laughs> in their spot. You know what I mean? That's crazy to me. That's like the Wizards that's going how, in and kicking somebody down. good's ass. You know what I mean? Man. That's how it's going down. All right. I, it, there is a, yeah, there is a, uh, I, I really want Minnesota to kind of, keep it together. They've been keeping it together. I mean, I just remember last year, all we talked about was how Rudy and Kat didn't fit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now you just like, want to see the price like, tag. You want to see a rod and, and Mark Laura have to, you know, pay that freight a couple yep, years down absolutely. the road. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, Minnesota will be the next hub of NBA's like success. I'm telling you, it's going to be the spot. That's a hot take. I'll California, New York, way too expensive. Minnesota man. in the springtime is fantastic. Dipping. It's great. Unbelievable. It's Unbelievable. great. Not good. Great in the springtime. People sleep on it. Yeah. People yeah. sleep on yeah. it. And I'm with it. KG used to so, uh, 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 Sam, I got to ask you about uh, your home base. Uh, oh, yeah. What they going to do? The Kings. Yeah. They uh, need to make a move, the, man. The, 
they definitely bounced back last night uh, against the Hawks, but you ish. know they've hit that patch. Yeah, ish, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they've hit that patch where it's it's kind of it's kind of very clear. Like if they want to get over the hump, they've got to do something, right? I mean, they're a good team, but if it just feels like something is something is needed, I, I can almost sense it in Mike Brown where he's like, "This ain't enough, man. This ain't, this ain't enough." I need a little bit more. I hear you. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. The vibes are off. That's the way I'll put it. Like, they're not great. Um, you know, I think some of the guys, Kevin Herter comes to mind. Harrison Barnes comes to mind. You know, we know them with Davion Mitchell are widely known to be available. I think if you go back to last season and they were this Cinderella team and they break the playoff drought and, and they're, you know, the, the, the energy in the city was so incredible. And, and really for local King's audience like that is a team that will probably to some degree be forever celebrated because they kind of ended oh, yeah. the drought. But um, the, but then fast forward to this year and the reality is with Monty McNair and Wes Wilcox in the front office and, and Mike Brown and the way he's wired, they didn't have any intentions of of just kind of running it back and and just trying to have fun with, with the same squad. And so then you see and this this happened early, you know, Kevin Herter was falling out of the rotation early on and I and I felt like he became the poster boy for like this player who was I think personally so fulfilled by what they all accomplished last year and then had a connection with the fans and and I think yeah. in a guy like that's mine like he found a spot for a while and then it's like you know you have a bad start to the season now you Goodbye. yeah and you quickly learn right. like oh no uh, it's actually Fox Sabonis and Keegan Murray and everybody else is on the table expendable, um, yeah, yeah, right. And and you see stuff. It's been a weird time. So like, and you never know. I don't want to connect dots that don't exist. But like, the, the tension and and the energy is is strange right now. Um, you might have seen in the news this morning, and it was honestly a little slow to come to light. Like, De'Aaron Fox has has not spoken to the media uh, for for he went sixteen days without talking to me. What? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, and it it, it was one. Of, uh, that's the part that, I mean, I, I do have a decent amount of clarity on it. I'm probably not going to share everything publicly, but it's like, he's, it's a weird one where <clears throat> he got criticized after they lost to new Orleans. And at one point they were down 50 in a home game a couple weeks back. Yes. Remember that. Yep. And it got highlighted, uh, and, and Mike Brown was asked essentially why in these one-sided blowout losses, um, is your leadership council, which he's talked before about who that is it's i think fox and sabonis i forget who all is in it but it's a small group of guys so the question was basically you know why don't these guys talk after blowout losses they had Keon ellis up at the podium um you know to me it's a fair question but i i think in the wake of that um you know darren was upset with the the way that that you know he took some criticism there uh it, it was reported in the sacramento b today that 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 night that he uh, he had actually not been asked to talk. He had had a bad game, and they were trying to give him a night off, I believe. And it just it's a bad set of circumstances to where um, he just went dark. And so that's its own thing. But then you have, you know, in a little speculation here, but like Harrison Barnes is not talking much. Um, and it feels very much like, you know, he, he's a, a grown man who's aware that he's on the block and doesn't feel like he's, yeah. been, he's been through this before. Yeah, right. Right. I know how this ends, right? Right. right. Yep. So <laughs> it's like, there's a lot of that. It's the anti Dejounte Murray vibe, if you will. Um, you know, these guys are not taking it as well, I don't think, and and everybody's playing the waiting game. So I don't know what they'll do. You know, lately, and some of this is out there. 
Uh, this is in your neck of the woods, DA, you know, some Kyle Kuzma chatter yep, yep, um, yep. that I think could be real. I think a Jeremy Grant kind of aspiration that Portland probably is not going to cooperate with. Um, yeah. You know, but they're aggressive and I think they know they got to do something. Uh, I would say it's going to be very costly to get Kyle Kuzma because not because of his stature. I'm not, nobody is under the impression, the illusion that he's a, you know, all NBA level player, but he's the best player the Wizards have. So, you know, so they're going to ask for a lot for him. Uh, and rightly so, because um, they can lose with him, they can lose without him. So if they're going to lose without him, they need to get something really good for him. And I think it will have oh, to be sorry, more. Boys. That's all right. It will have to be more than probably what Toronto got for Siakam. Let's put it that way. You know, that's not going to get it done. So we'll see. We'll see. Now, I never say never, but we'll see. Um, but we did have a trade, or we're about to have a trade in the NBA. Um, the Miami's sending uh, uh, Lowry to Charlotte for Terry Rozier. I think that's a good deal for and, uh, Miami. Uh, I mean, uh, pick. Rozier and a and pick. pick. Yeah, the first round pick. Yeah. Terry Rozier's pulling the first round. You know pick? what though? I've always hey, thought Terry no, he... was a really good third guard, so I think he will fit you know in what? perfectly in Miami. You know what Terry is to me. Terry is that dude. He's gonna be sixty-five years old. Bucket getter. He's gonna show up at a. Getting he's gonna show buckets. up at a court somewhere. There's gonna be kids walking around, and he's gonna hit thirty-five in yep. a row. And they're gonna be like, "Yo, who are yeah. you?" Right? <laughs> like who? Right. Are, like tell us Terry your story. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, who is this guy? I mean, insane bucket. Like they won't have heard of right. him. It won't be like Kyrie and them, Steph. But it's gonna be like, hey, the, he's gonna be like, hey, the NBA is full of ballers. Come get some of this youngsters. It's gonna be a bunch of fifteen-year-olds, and he will There's not miss. Always, that's Terry Rozier. Dudes like him, Jamal Crawford. That will be like you said, Marcus, fifty years old and getting buckets out there. <laughs> like just. How do you guys time. feel about? Uh, let's talk Miami real quick. Like after a summer where they they had such a tough time, they 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 played. You know, they kept their cards close to the vest with with Dame when he wanted to be there, and, and they just didn't get in the game to the degree they needed to to get that done and and it felt like they were just missing left and right they lose a couple core guys um you know Terry's a good player uh, you know I think he he helps he's a guy that the Lakers had their eyes on you know I think takes a guy off the table for them but yeah. what do you think this does for the heat I like I said I think I think he's really good I think he really helps them offensively they are no, he's bad really offensively no, right now yeah. And this guy puts the ball in the basket and he does it at a very, and can do it at a very efficient rate. And the way they play, you know, he's not, a, I wouldn't say he's a terrible defender, but he's certainly not a great defender by any stretch. Um, I think he, you know, he'll be I fine. I mean, it's Spoke could work with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So he'll be. Spoke's work with less. Yes. So <laughs> I, he's a good, solid veteran guy. I've always, since he was in Boston, and was doing work at a very young age in Boston in the playoffs. You knew this kid, this guy ain't afraid. He ain't afraid at the moment now. He's not knuckling up and, and short shots coming up short and whatnot. Scary Terry. Yeah, no, no. This dude will go get I mean, it. No, nah, the scary is because he's people scary scare people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. I think he'll help them for sure. And I think it's a good deal. Charlie gets the first out of it. Good. You know, that's where are they going? They need to do exactly what they just did. Flip a vet for a first. That's what that's the Marching order for a bad team, and that's that's job well done by the Hornets. I do think 
Jimmy Butler needs like that. He needs what Terry Rozier because there will be games where Terry Rozier is just like, hey, man, get me the rock. I got 30 for you. Like, I got this. And the way Miami's offenses work, Tyler Hero can give you some of that, but just not against any defense. Where Rozier can get one of them zones where there's nothing anybody can do. Like, he's just – he's coming off screens and he's he's firing and it's, and it's bucket. Like, he can take over a game. And to me – and I don't even know – it feels like Jimmy – it's not that automatic with it anymore, mm. right? Like Jimmy struggles to just say, "All right, I got this game." Right, like right. if if he's feeling the moment, if he's into it, maybe you know preservation for the playoffs. But he just needs he somebody needs else yes. who, if yes. he's having one of yes. those four for twelve nights, yes, like you're still in the game because this other dude is getting buckets and creating shots, and there's a there's an offensive attack. Uh, like Duncan Robinson needs that. You know, uh, these uh, these players who are kind of relying on somebody to create shots, they need that. I think I think it's great. And if if, if he can at all buy into the defensive end, and, you know, he's a little older now. Back in his Boston days, he was a pretty good, like, on-ball pressure type guard. If, he, if he's got anything left from that end, I, I don't know, Sam, because Charlotte ain't played no defenses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I keep bringing it back to DeJounte Murray. Like, bad teams do not inspire good defense from good players. So DeJounte yeah. is causing, you know, uh, causing other teams uh, to have to do their homework right now and try to figure out why is DeJounte Murray not defending like DeJounte Murray. Terry's a good – I mean, I was looking at the age because I kind of forgot how old he was. Terry's 29. Uh, but, yeah, if he's got some of that left – that would be good, you know, and he, what was he coming in at? Let's see. He's 23.2 points this year. I mean, and the Jimmy stuff, Marcus, that, that you mentioned, Jimmy, he might still have it to go take over a game. I think he probably does, but he's just such a reluctant superstar that he's that yeah. guy that he waits you know, damn near till yeah. the conference finals to, to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You're right. Like, all yeah. right, let's go now. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, I think there will be more trades. Uh, so obviously there'll be more trades. Um, of, I got an interesting topic for you, DA. Yes. When you ready? No, I was going to say of the teams that we all kind of think are going to be in the trading business, right? Like we think LA, the Lakers are going to do something. We think the Kings are going to do something. We think the Warriors are probably going to do something, right? Like, um, who gets something done? Who actually is going to get something done? I'm going to, I mean, I feel I, I'm trying to make sure I don't. It's going to sound funny, like react too much to our own coverage. Cause you know, in the media, we sometimes get sure. like locked in on certain storylines. Yeah. But last night I, I was trying to vet some of that with people. It was a good night at, at the Kings arena in terms of like, you know, sometimes you go to a game and there's not a lot of front office people right. and there's not right, a lot of scouts. Right, right. It was a good crowd last night. So I enjoyed making the rounds. And the question I was trying to bounce off people was, was uh, specifically DeJounte with the Lakers. Like, is this us just trying to like, have that existential question of who's going to help LeBron that we've been asking for 20 years, right. or is it like DeJounte is actually going to be in a Lakers Jersey? Um, it, you know, I mean, these are people who are in the know, but don't truly know. Obviously nobody does yeah. yet. Um, it feels like that has got just very real legs to it. And, and, you know, our Sham Sharania has reported that the offers have gone back and forth. Uh, there was some chatter that, the Hawks, in a, you know, ideally would love to get their hands on Austin Reeves. You know, that's not going to happen. Right. Um, so it's a question of, like, how long does Landry Fields hold out? But it feels like the, the Lakers have have separated themselves from the DeJounte pack, and it, and it feels like 
Um, yeah. To some degree, they've they've locked in on him as a guy that they think can help. How them. do they get it done if they're not going to put Reeves in the deal? You know, like who? I can't. Uh, are, you, are you watching D'Angelo Russell? Well, right? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> but what is he? I'm he trying, doesn't help the Hawks, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying you to know? figure out. Okay, but who wants D'Angelo you Russell? Put All him due respect. Yeah. <laughs> like thirteen, thirteen, yeah, thirteen. Who? Like, hey man, let me show y'all. Still got buckets. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, San Antonio could use them. That's interesting. <laughs> That's like somebody was saying. Well, who? I, I don't think it was Sean. So I, I think I don't think I'm. I don't think this is friendly fire. Did somebody say that San Antonio was interested in Trey Young? What are you nuts? <laughs> I don't know, but that's that's not too far what? off. <laughs> what Trey? about? And, and again, I haven't heard this. And I, like you said, we don't do friendly fire in the industry, but like. When 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 our guy Chris Haynes had put out that Dejounte Murray was was uh the Bucks were in the mix for Dejounte, I'm I'm looking at that, going were they trading Dame like what <laughs> what are we doing there? But no, I mean just knowing yeah. what San Antonio how they view their team and what they think the next thing is that they need to go get, it's the exact opposite of Trey <laughs> so, Right, like like I just that. Okay, I mean, I suppose anything. I mean, possible. but for the for the development, I, I get it from the sense that the development of Wimby, he needs a point guard, right? And, but what he needs Jeremy is a, is is a not, very different kind of point guard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no question, no question. But you're like, yo, put him with a a baller point right, guard, right, right. and he will help. Now, I agree. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I don't think I don't know if Trey is that. I don't think Trey's that guy. But D'Angelo Russell, let me make my case. Okay, for make your case. Russell make your case. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't have. The case. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never made your case. You had Cat on the Sixers. You got D'Angelo on the Spurs. <laughs> Mister, you know, once the Warriors start falling apart, Marcus is just putting people yeah, everywhere. Just, like, He's throwing everybody. So, speaking of the Warriors, I got, I got, I wanted to, I wanted y'all to chime in on this and give me your thoughts. Like, obviously, the death of uh, Decky. Oh man, just dude, you made me cry with that. The franchise. I watched that tape. That that um the that from, tape, dude. I'm is crying at the end. They did that for four minutes, chatting for dude, chatting dude's name. Unbelievable! Wow. It was like it was um like I know people are all like, oh man, European fans or American fans are kind of like, like, and all of it's usually like you know soccer stuff, right? And it's like, I mean, I feel y'all they hype. But they ain't even paying attention. They singing the whole right. time. Like, I'm not buying that. Right? This. Oh, that was, was like, oh, <laughs> like this was this was wild. But like Steve Kerr talked yesterday, and it's very clear he's he's still shaking up yeah. by it, right? And so many on the team are they've they've like Sam. They've said, okay, this person's gonna talk, and then then it's like we can't do it. This happened a couple times, yeah. right? Ah, we can't do it. We can't do it. It's supposed to happen Sunday. Dunleavy was supposed to talk in Utah. like, But everybody's just so just kind of broken by it that they're just not ready. And, you know, they're starting to resume. I know Mike Dunleavy is out scouting. Uh, they're obviously starting to practice again. But I'm curious, what, what do other teams do? Like, if you've been talking to the Warriors about something and then this happens – do you like do you move on if you're another team? Do you you know what I'm saying? Like, like how like how does that work? Because everybody like feels it, like everybody knows what they're going through, but also I can't imagine they've been working the phones through this, right? So 
Like, how does that work? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know how, you know, that's, that's y'all, y'all big time in this thing. I'm just a little local Bay area writer. So how do you think that that works? <laughs> I'm sorry. I got caught up with your last ridiculous statement. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, I mean, I mean it, honestly, DA, I don't know how you see it. It's a little bit analogous to like even my own dealings with warriors people where I think it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's acknowledging the loss and, and putting the ball in their court to say, you know, let us know, um, how, if you want to revisit this or that, I mean, I think there's probably a way of doing business, but you just make sure that you show respect and, and allow them the space that, you know, that they control the conversation. Um, it, it does feel, uh, from connecting with their group a little bit recently, like those wheels are slowly in motion in terms of getting back to doing the work, um, you know, scouring the league, looking at options, you know, they know that, that, that the clock keeps ticking, and I think they're doing some of that, um, but it's it's tough. Uh, you know, I had one person, I'm curious, Marcus, how you see this, kind of bring up, and they certainly can't speak for the whole group, but they brought up a pretty interesting idea, which is that, and it's a little deep, to be honest, this is not the type of roster debate, trade season talk we will ever have. And, and the point was this, that Decky, who I, I wish I knew, and I just, one of those things, I'm around a lot, I didn't connect with him, and, and I feel like now I've learned so much about him, and admire the legacy he left, um, but that he was such a joyful guy and such a never complained guy and such a guy who brought something good to the table every single day that he came to work and, and loved his job and, and really had like a gratitude about him that there's, you know, and this could be short lived, but there is a sense with some of the warriors people that is there a lesson there? Like, is it like, Hey, how about we stop bitching about all the things around the edges that maybe don't matter that much and maybe we we show a little more toughness and and settle in and and get this thing done for the most part with who we have um it was almost a, an idea that they lean into the core again um you know it, it, almost in his honor like you know we can do this and we can stop sweating the small stuff if you will now again that that's not a universal belief you know but some people seem to feel that way and it does i think make for a pretty interesting couple of weeks when it comes to the decisions they have to make. Go ahead, DA. No, shit, Marcus, you know him better than I do. I mean, that's a, that's an interesting, <clears throat> well, I mean, I do think they'll re- be respectful and give them all the time they need. There's certainly no rush. We're three, two weeks from the deadline. So. I don't know. Do you give them all the time you need when somebody else got a deal? <laughs> I think so. A few days, you know, it's not going to hurt nobody. So, <laughs> Like, hey man, I'm waiting on this counter. How long do I wait? I think they understand that the business of the NBA goes on, and if they wind up not getting something done because of it, then they just miss out this time. You know, Sam, I judge like one one of my first tales about what type of people somebody is. Right? It's just whether if you see another human, do you speak? Right? Like, it's a very small thing, but it's. Like you, you, you just, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't define somebody, but it's the first to me. It's the first, like, okay. Like if I got to say hi, right. To get you to like turn around <laughs> and speak back is like, okay, no, I'm dealing with Decky always. Like he wouldn't walk by a person and not be like, Hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like he wouldn't lock eyes with you and not speak. Like that's, that's the kind of like, you know, always present, like you could tell he's one of those dudes like, I don't know what he's been through. I don't know his life, 
but he's a, he, he seems like a guy who been through stuff in life yeah. and appreciates like everything he had. Like, hey man, I see a person right there, I'm gonna speak. That's that's the thing that always hits me. He's one of those guys. Don't walk by you without giving you something. Like even the uh the old black man head, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like he, he even got that old style. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I respect, I like that. Like to me, that that tells that's my first sign of whether or not how I approach somebody, like what I might be dealing with. Like, yo, do you just do you just say hello to another human in front of you? To, like losing that type of guy, like, like it's rocking them. And, and the crazy part is there the 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 ripple effect is what is still gonna happen. So for instance, like Bruce Frazier, Chris DeMarco, these they, they were really close yeah. with Decky. And they like Chris DeMarco works with Clay Thompson. So now Chris DeMarco is like you know, suffering and grieving, and how does that impact Clay, who you know has his own relationship, but now his routine is off, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, these dudes are creatures of habit, right? right? Like, right. so there's so many layers to this, it's so like complicated. Not to mention, they like many of them saw it, which which is really adding to it. Yeah. That's what like, that's what I, I, think I, I just the real, I just wonder how yeah, the real trauma is, is. It's watching it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's watching it. Was it. At a, you it's, know, dinner. That's not. You know what I mean? Like that's just that doesn't happen in the league. You don't have these things happen at dinners and things like that, or, or you know, in the, in the in the building. It's very rare. That's why it's so true. I was going to say, like Da, uh, you, you've seen more and done more than us. Uh, like, what's the closest comp that you have? I was trying to think of something the last few days. If there, if I could think of anything that happened to a team, you know, in the midst of a season, and I'm sure I'm forgetting something. And when, when we're done, I will remember it. Um, it's very hard to remember anybody being rocked like this. I mean, there is there's one thing that I really do not want to share on air right now because it's I I, I I suspect it's still very traumatic um, still, but it was in the off season. It wasn't in the season. Um, right. And so I just uh, it it's hard to kind of. Uh, I can't think of anything. I mean, I just can't think of anything like this right. that happened in the middle of a season at a team event, right. you know, where there was, I mean, I remember when Tom Gugliotta got, had a very bad allergic reaction to something he took, to some supplement he took and had a seizure in front of, you know, at, at a team function or at the hotel or something, if I remember correctly. But he recovered, you know, he took him to right. the hospital and he got better, you know, like, so that's Same, well, that in that vein, Bobby Hurley comes to mind, you know, that's I mean, a good one. Recovered. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, who? you know, who came to mind, D.A. And I wasn't there, but Reggie Lewis. Yes, that, that was, no, that was during the off. He died in the off season again. I mean, Hank, Hank gathers. the original game, the original collapse was in the playoff game. I was there. I covered that game um, when he fell. The first time he collapsed was on the court in the middle of a game. But again, he went to the hospital. They said, okay, he had this thing, but he's better now. He'll be fine. You know, so. Um, Hank yeah. Gathers. Hank Gathers, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that I mean, it's stuff. it's a lot, guys. I mean, you know, team. I've talked to some people about this, like team dinners. It's about it's as intimate a, as it gets. Yes, because that's real bonding. A, that's where the real bonding happens. Well, you're in happens. Salt Lake City, and, and, and so it's a slow city where you you basically Bobby set up Phil's, a space. Great call. Yes, Dave Dufour, you're right. Bobby Phils, that was in season. That's right. That's exactly right. 
That's know, they, they ran out of room so that, that guys could, if they want to come through, they can come through. Players could come through and coaches are there. So, yeah, that whole that whole energy and that idea that, that you're trying to connect and to have guys see it is brutal. I mean, I certainly assume and hope that there's a fair amount of counseling going on and, and available to them because from a trauma standpoint, uh, yeah. that's a and, lot. And it's fun. It, it is. It's uh it's telling that that Dave brought up Bobby Phils. They did a piece. I remember going down there a couple of days later, and they were shattered. They were shattered as a team. Um, and I don't think David Wesley ever really recovered from that. I don't think he did. Um, and they were a good team. Yo, this stuff takes out people. Yeah, like it, it takes out. Good, they were a good lot, team. You know what I'm saying? They were like, a good basketball team. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Um, it it yeah it's shattering obviously because it's a young person i mean decky was what 46 that's a young person you know like that's not a you know so it's yeah i mean it's dealing with unexpected death at any level for anybody is incredibly difficult to do it you know in a public life like that like they live is just i can't even imagine how you how you do that i don't know how you do that um and for the for my, sake of my memory, Bobby Fields was car. Accident, yeah, right? well, they were racing. They were racing. Yeah, he. Bobby I was reminding was myself here, looking it up. He was I behind David that, Wesley. Yeah. Now, now I remember they were that. Racing. Yeah. And um, right, and they had just left practice, so it was literally a mile from the practice facility. Actually, this time uh, of year, it was January twelfth, two thousand. Yeah, it's a good call because I was at ESPN then, and remember going down there and just just seeing shattered people, just shattered people. Um, because Bobby was like the best dude in the world, like the best person you could be around. Just a, a good dude. He played hard. He's a really good defensive player and was just starting to kind of figure out how do I score enough points to stay in, stay on the floor? He was figuring that out. He was in the, he was in the process of figuring that out and becoming a really solid guard in the NBA, you know? And so yeah, that's that's a good call. Um, so I I hope the Warriors, you know, I wish them the best on this because it's it's they've been through a lot, but nobody knows how to deal with this. There's no there's no handbook on this. So you know, you wish them well as they kind of think about going forward and and what they need to do. But yes, but, uh, Hurley is another good call um, in terms of in season um, having to deal with something totally unexpected so we wish them all the best i think well gosh we've been talking for an hour guys can you believe that wow that's that's crazy that's crazy um sam amick makes it feel like 15 minutes. absolutely absolutely so we won't do the we won't do the kitschy end this week because we're talking about some serious stuff marcus and so we thank sam for coming on um y'all watch hope y'all enjoyed and um we will be back next week uh, we have a, a special guest next week, Marcus, somebody that people will follow this podcast will know very well. We're excited about that. Sam, thank you for coming on, my man. You just jinxed it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. All right. Be safe. We're out.